0: In this episode of BFR University, I talk about the differences between the Smart Cuff, the Katsu, and the Be Strong BFR systems. So here we go. You are listening to the BFR University Podcast with your host, Dr. Ed LaCara. BFR university is dedicated to helping people learn safe and effective ways to implement blood flow restriction training into their lives. And now here's your host, Dr. Ed LaCara. Hey everybody. Welcome to BFR Tuesday. My name is Ed LaCara. I host these to answer any questions regarding blood flow restriction training and also, uh, help people be aware of some other resources that we have. So that way you can um, incorporate training with the uh, BFR cuffs, either into your personal or with your clients and patients. So if you have any questions, um, in the upper corner of this screen, there's a chat section. You can just type it in, like I'll type in, uh, hello. And um, you can ask any questions that you like. Hi, Emma from Colorado Springs. Louis from New Jersey. Hello, everybody. Thanks so much for uh, joining me on this February 1st. Emma, do I like the B-Strong bands? Um, hey, Carrie. Um, so the B-Strong bands are interesting. They're, um, you have to inflate them yourself and you can't find limb occlusion pressure with them. They're. Um, let me grab a cuff so I can explain. So, when you look at a, when you look at a BFR cuff, this in here is a bladder. And so the bladder, when it inflates, creates the pressure. And if you have a nice continuous bladder, that pressure will um, put so much pressure in a good way to fully occlude the artery and vein in the limb. And by doing that briefly, you can determine what an individual's, limb occlusion pressure is, or the least amount of pressure necessary in order to fully occlude both the artery and the vein, or LOP is what we call it. When you can't get LOP, which you can't get with B-Strong bands, the um, you're using what's called an arbitrary pressure for the cuffs. So you're just guessing at what pressure is necessary. And when we guess the pressure, um, we're guessing whether it's going to be effective training or not. So My opinion, my personal opinion is, um, and I've owned a pair of them, um, is that they're not effective in causing enough occlusion to get the maximum benefit that you can get when you're doing BFR. And you'll see even on Instagram that they're using cuffs on upper limbs and lower limbs. They're doing very high intensity exercise. With true BFR exercise, you can't do that because the occlusion is enough. Katsu is a little bit different. Um, Katsu, the they're very narrow, so the um the width of the cuff. So this is a this is the width, okay. And what the literature suggests is that it should be at least five centimeters in width. Anything less than five centimeters, in order to get full occlusion, requires a lot of pressure. If you remember back to physics, physics um, talks about. Um, pressure is increased when the surface area decreases. So less, less substance on the limb is gonna require more pressure in order to occlude. And so um, I'm not a fan. I mean, I, I think that um, really based on the literature, we need, a, a, each of the cuffs need to be at least five centimeters wide. They need to have be a continuous, um, a continuous, um, bladder. And when you look at some of the studies comparing uh, like a Delphi system with the CATSU system is that they couldn't find limb occlusion pressure because they were so the 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 CATSU um, the um, bands were so narrow that you, you couldn't inflate it enough to find limb occlusion pressure. So again, you're guessing at what your pressures are. So not a big fan. I think you need to have the ability to establish your own um limb occlusion pressure for number one for safety because you want to make sure you're using the right pressure you're not using too much pressure and you're not putting so much stress on the tissue underneath like the arteries and the veins and the nerves and the and the actual tissue of the skin to cause damage and number two is you want it effective you don't want to do BFR training and it doesn't get you anywhere so you need to have enough pressure to make sure that it's effective so um Emma, a good uh, brand is, um, and I'm obviously I have ties to uh, the Smart Cuff system. That's what these are. I'm their director of education, so I, I am biased. I want everybody to know that it's. Um, I helped develop these over the last six years, and if you notice from us, we have now we're on our third generation, which means that we're constantly changing to number one, meet the uh, research. What what is the research saying is the effective and um, safest way to implement BFR? But number two is we're listening to our customers and we're adapting um, as time goes on and we'll have the gen four cuffs out probably in the next year and a half or so. And they're gonna, it's gonna be another, again, another upgrade, another uh, development. So um, these other cuffs have not changed, they're the same. And I don't think that they're sticking with uh, the literature. They're kind of sticking with uh, what they originally developed. And now that so many people are using BFR, um, we have a better idea of what works, what doesn't work, what's comfortable, what's not comfortable, and um, how we can be safe and effective. Yes, this is an aura ring. Um, Primarily track it for my sleep and my readiness, but I was also using it. um, We, in my clinic here in Dallas, we do a lot of uh, work with uh, COVID patients, and it's a good predictor if um, if I was exposed, if I was contracting uh, COVID. So I was watching this in conjunction with um, antigen testing and uh, other things to to make sure that I wasn't exposing anybody else. Um, but primarily, I use it for sleep because sleep is my sleep is my uh, nemesis. All right, awesome questions and discussion. Um, Carrie asks, I have a patient who gets sweaty and lightheaded when doing hamstring curl prone at 60% LOP. Mm -hmm. Suggestions. Um, Yeah, so 60% LOP shouldn't be too high. The weight might be a little bit too high. You can do them standing as well, um, but make sure that they ate before um, they came to a a session with you. Um, Because sometimes I'll even put people into like an isometric and um, they'll get lightheaded um and they're just, I always ask them if they eat. She eats 60 minutes before. Okay, so maybe drop the load. Um, how many sessions has she done with you? Six sessions. All right, she's still getting used to it or he, I'm not sure. So drop the load a little bit and um, or and or drop the load and go um, isolated, go left leg, right leg. It'll take a little bit of longer of a time. That wouldn't be great, but um, it just happens to be a, a, a position that she's not, you know, crazy about. And then are you using uh, LOP? 60%, is that um, measured lying or is that measured standing? She's, me- oh, you're measuring it lying. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah, you could use auto-regulate. That might be a little easier on them if you have the pro version. Emma, yeah, discount on Smart Cuff. The education discount is. Um, so, education discount is Ed10. That's on the consumer version. And it's Ed10 Pro on the uh, Pro Systems, either Pro or Pro Elite. asks do you prefer standing or supine when measuring LOP? Um, It depends on what exercise position you're putting them in. So if they're going to be, if they are going to be doing lying exercises, I would do it supine. If they're going to do standing exercises, I would do it standing. Um, You're just going to know that the standing is going to be about 30% higher than uh, lying. All right, awesome questions. Thanks so much for the engagement. Any other questions before I uh, get back to patient care? All right, thank you so much. I will see you guys next week. Have a blessed week. Bye for now.